Hi, and welcome to episode 30 of The Teacher's Promise. I'm your host, Brett Hansen, and I'm proud to celebrate, inspire, and nurture educators around the world by telling their stories. Sometimes. And sometimes by challenging them to try something new, something brave that will be good for them. That's what we're doing now. Something brave that might be good for you. First, as a reminder, for the next couple months, we will be exploring innovative ways to grow our careers while still teaching. Recently, in episode 28, we heard about Missy Bosley's slow transition into coaching, especially teacher coaching. And next time, we'll hear from some educators who've chosen to teach online. We'll discuss some of the benefits and drawbacks of full-time permanent online teaching. But during this episode, we are going to focus on one fundamental early stage way to create your own content, self-publishing. Now, each time we talk about a new way to create content, I'll review the fundamental concepts of taking charge of your educational career that were discussed in episode 29. First, digital literacy. We need to create a digital presence, whether it's through web pages mixed with um, Instagram and YouTube pages, as well as social media or some other method. We also need to embrace tech lessons or training any chance we get. Digital literacy requires that we improve our skills. And I think it's important that we either accept or at least consider accepting AI. Artificial intelligence is a game changer and we need to use it to improve our skills and prepare our students and ourselves for a future that's already arriving. The second fundamental concept is intellectual ownership. We need to be careful and thoughtful about what we create, when and where we create it, and the legal protection of that content. So for example, we never want to work on our own intellectual property during school hours because we are under contract and anything we, we, that we create then is owned by the district, which makes sense. We need to be mindful enough to look into legal issues by simply asking questions in some acceptable format. And nowadays, that first step is to go to ChatGPT, which is really good at giving legal advice. That doesn't mean that we're going to rely on that if we go to court, but we're going to at least get started there. And we have to make sure that we copyright our content digitally. Once we copyright it digitally, we've created a timestamp and a history that shows this content is ours and also where we worked at it, or at least when we worked on it. The third fundamental concept is the entrepreneurial mindset. We need to realize that the content that we create, our intellectual property, is valuable and has a fair market value. We need to get out of the mindset that somebody else is going to set that price point or that quality level and pay us based on some antiquated and probably suppressed hourly wage for something in that regard. We need to make sure that we charge a fair market value that we've determined, not our employer or the district. We also need to build our confidence. Uh, we need to make sure that if we don't have as much confidence as we think we need, 
that like so many other business owners, we fake it until we make it and do the best we can. And another area that I didn't mention in episode 29 that's really important is the concept of diversification. We need to diversify our content so that we have a variety of things to share and then connect those to each other. Now, we'll talk about all these things in more detail throughout this year, throughout this season, and uh, I will respond to what people request and how much they want to talk about it and share more information later. But for now, just make sure you keep in mind digital literacy, intellectual ownership, and the entrepreneurial mindset. Now, for me, a big part of this all starts with your web page. And I've created a web page, of course, HansonEducationServices.com. But unfortunately, I started on Wix. I should have listened when people told me to start away right away with WordPress because you own everything and you can control the content more with WordPress. So um, one of the things I'm trying to do is get better at pitching uh, my things and trying to connect and con contact people more. So please take a look at my WordPress website at HansonEducationServices.com to see the things that uh, you can do. But at some point, you need to start a web page. Um, and then some kind of video platform. YouTube works great if you want to connect things with Google, the Google platform. But the ads on Google, on, I'm sorry, on YouTube, um, set me off a little bit. I don't like that my students, even if I don't market or um, monetize my YouTube videos, they still see ads. And that kind of bothers me. So I'm working on that. And then finally, to socially connect, you know, LinkedIn, I think, is a good platform a good uh, social media source for educators. I hope you will consider uh, connecting with me on LinkedIn. My profile is Brett Hansen. I would love to connect with you there uh, because that's one of my primary goals to get better at social media. So today we're going to talk about KDP. KDP is Kindle Direct Publishing and it is Amazon's distribution system. It used to be called CreateSpace when I first started with it. I like that title a little bit more because I'm not really trying to push my work through Kindles. My wife reads on Kindles a lot. And for Amazon, it's a very profitable situation uh, setup. But you can still do lots of other things with it. Um, you don't have to just focus on Kindles. So I've personally published four educational workbooks. Uh, three of them right now are... Um, not live because I'm refining and improving them with more work that I've done and, and improvements. The one the teachers promise is available and the others will be available again soon. Grammarology, uh, good writing, and AI in ED. I've published three SEAL stories books, um, I, a inspirational memoir that goes with a class I teach, uh, short stories, true life fiction short stories, and then a fiction uh, mystery with a uh, um, ambitious but um, idealistic young seal trying to figure out some mysterious deaths and uh, I have a fourth book coming out in early spring I'm sorry in spring or early summer at uh, the second in the fiction series I've published seven student publications for my students the um, AP Lit Kids guide the process and learn how to self-publish and then they get all the profits as scholarship uh, this year we don't have an AP Lit class, so we won't be working on one, but I really love doing this, um, incorporating it in the class with the students. 
And so we have those publications. And then I've also published a children's story that's not currently live due to some quality issues that I have to fix. But if I can publish all these books, you certainly can too. It helps that I'm an English teacher, but that's mainly with the editing. Um, to get started, you really only need a few things. One is some content, and that can be uh, some lessons, a workbook. You can certainly start this process without completed content or fully revised content. I think it's at least extremely helpful to know the process and set a goal early on so that you know what you're going to need, and then it gets easier and easier every time. If you want to get paid through KDP, you need a bank routing number, which is really easy. You can use your checking account number. Um, I set up a separate checking account that's within my family account, but different so that I could keep it separate for accounting purposes and taxes and things like that. And then you need some kind of plan for editing, whether that's your own editing plan or paying an editor. KDP does offer um, editing. I think it's kind of expensive, but um, I've edited a couple people's books and helped them with the process. It was actually more than editing. It was working, walking them through the stages for both of these um, people who were not educators. For them, it was really important to publish the book and it wound up being a part of their uh, business identity and endeavor. And so I was really, really happy to have helped them. Um, so I do do that, but right now it's not one of my primary goals, but I'll bring that up again later. The other thing that is extremely helpful that might not require you to pay anyone is ChatGPT. ChatGPT is incredibly good at editing work if, if you tell it the appropriate information, the appropriate, if you prime the prompt according to what you really need. In a future episode, I will be talking about ChatGPT and AI for anyone who's interested in using it for their uh, professional development or just development as a teacher. And then you need some kind of a cover, which you can create inside KDP quite easily, but they're not great. They're, they're really pretty um, simple. And you can also go to canva.com and get a free account for 30 days, and then you can just update that free account again. I don't know how many times, but I've done it three times. So Canva gives you sort of a platform, I'm sorry, not a platform, but like a, a starting point, a foundational cover that you would like. And then you have to make some adjustments in Photoshop or some editing app. And then you can bring it in and add text inside KDP if you want. I do everything starting with a Canva uh, account or um, going into Photoshop. I did have uh, my Seal Stories books professionally created by my son who's really good at technology and uh, studied digital media arts. So um, there are some points when you might want to pay a professional. But the, can, the cover creator inside KDP is okay. Um, I don't think it's spectacular, but it's pretty good. But once you start, you're going to create a KDP account and the process is really quite straightforward. They walk you through it. They really want you to self-publish your book because every book that you self-publish, every time you sell any copy, whether it's a digital copy or not, they make money. And if you join the KDP system for Kindles, they make money when you don't make much at all. Um, that's an issue for another time, though. So 
when you get to KDP, you'll see at the top uh, uh, your bookshelf, some reports, community, and marketing. And you'll see when you're in the bookshelf the option to create a new um, book. Let's just say create new. It's a big yellow box. And then you're going to see three tabs, paperback details, paperback content, and paperback rights, unless you're doing a hardback book, which they make more money, but then they're more expensive. So um, in the details, you're going to um, include the title of the book, the subtitle, some of that information. And it's really important that you're careful when you first start out, because one thing you can't change is the book title. You want to get the book title right. I had to change a book title for one of my Seal Stories books, and I had to basically just restart the whole process, which wasn't terrible because I had everything ready. But it's better to just know ahead of time that you cannot change your book title. Um, you'll be asked to identify whether it's a series, what edition is it, who the author is, the contributors, and then you'll get down to a point where you will offer a book description, where you summarize your book. The book description, the um, categories, and the keywords are really important if you want people to be able to search for your book. So we will talk about this in a later video for people who are more serious about it, but you could also just do um, a search for tips and strategies to create a good Amazon KDP description because that description is going to decide whether or not people see your book. So after identifying your publishing rights and what your primary audience is, you'll be asked to choose your marketplace, which is probably going to be amazon.com. And then you'll get into the categories and keywords. Categories and keywords control who sees your book. And for people who are trying to make a living by publishing through Amazon, they are meticulous because there are a lot of self-published books online now. And so if you're really trying to make money by people just going to Amazon and searching for your book, you have to work on this regularly. You have to update them. You have to revise them and improve them. And there are all kinds of data analysis processes that you can use to improve that. I don't do that much to be honest because right now I'm primarily focused on being a classroom teacher and these other steps are ways to bring in some passive income and to prepare for when I um, wrap up my career as a classroom teacher. So I will go back and revise and improve them. Um, I mean there are only so many hours in the day and uh, I, I really want to create the content and move on to the next product project. So after you choose your publication date and release date, you'll go on to the second tab, which is where you actually insert the content. And KDP will give you a free ISBN number, which is legally uh, necessary to publish. And um, you have to put that ISBN number inside your book on the uh, publishers or publication page. It's really simple. What I did the first few times was I just chose a book that was professionally published that I liked the way it looked and I copied that model. Um, your content is, is going to start with your print options. What do you want, you know, black on white paper? Do you want cream paper? And they'll show you an example. And then your trim size um, and the bleed settings and things like that. I, I basically do what they recommend because when it comes to trim size and things like that, it's easier to publish and sell in more locations and places if you choose standard trim sizes. Six by nine inches is a standard. You can make things much bigger, like in a workbook or something else, um, but then it's going to change some of the places where you can sell it. It all depends on what you want, but 
you know, we'll advance our knowledge as we go forward and uh, change things as we see fit. Then you'll upload your manuscript and um, you'll be able to, to look at it and it will um, format it and check it and tell you all the mistakes. My first time there were so many mistakes. I was a little bit, you know, um, discouraged, but I fixed them relatively quickly and move forward. Um, and I highly recommend for the manuscript that you download the KDP template and then you'll get, you can use a Microsoft Word template or other templates and then you will put your information into the template so you know it's inside the, the bleed lines and you know it's formatted and it'll look the way you want it to look. Um, and I choose one with content already in it so it has you know, the, the gibberish text and the chapter head, headings and things like that. But if you're really good at Word, you might not need that. So then you go to the book cover, and if you're using Cover Creator, you will choose that option, or you'll upload the cover that you've created, and it has to be a print-ready PDF. Um, this is all based or dependent upon your tech skills. If you use the Cover Creator, you can upload your own image, but for me, the first time, it was a trial and error, and then I later realized that it really made a big difference to have somebody who knew what they were doing create certain types of covers so like with my workbooks i can do that quite simply from canva i don't need to pay anyone but the covers of my seal stories books really needed um, more attention and the ones that i paid for i paid my son to do were much better than the ones i created but it all depends on your goals for a starting project you can um, use the cover creator or just something simple from Canva with some adjustments in Photoshop or a free Photoshop option. And then um, you will finish with some information about AI-generated content, and then you'll click the Launch Previewer, where you'll take a look at it and make sure it looks the way you want it to look. It's really quite exciting the first time you look at it. It's a, a big step, and um, then you move forward to the pricing. The KDP pricing is set in a table so that you know how much profit you're going to get per book but also what the minimums are you can you can't price books for zero in KDP without some tricky manipulations which some people do because they're basically trying to get their um, downloads up to become a more popular author to raise their ratings but that's a completely different issue the um, the, the pricing will be clear when you get to that page and then you look at that table and it'll tell you how much you'll make in you know the united states and amazon.com and then in the other um, markets that you've decided to work on and once you've done this you'll basically submit your book and about 24 hours later you'll get an email from whoever or nowadays it might be ai who has checked the book for the required components like the isbn and tell you if it meets the minimum expectations they definitely check it to make sure that you know you haven't said it's a kid's book when it's really something else um, and that you haven't manipulated the titles or um, elements for search engine results it's um, it's a really complex and uh, elaborate system for people who are trying to make a lot of money through Amazon KDP uh, with their books online so once you get the approval then it is online and it is live and you can go see it and you can sell it and you can link it on your web page or through your instagram or many of the other places that you're going to share your information 
Now, remember that one of the main goals for this is the idea that um, that you are building connections and creating connections. It doesn't. You don't have to make a lot of money from a book for it to be valuable. It can create clout. It can improve your reputation and it can be one component in your diversified platform especially when you're first getting started there are some strategies and ways that you can go through and make quite a few books in less time than you would imagine i mean my first books took me a long time i'm certainly faster now and better at it and i hope to improve that it all depends on what your goal is so um but the key is to get started i'm a diyer i love this process um, I'm also uh, probably too frugal for my own good. I love Canva and free apps, and I'd be happy to share more of those uh, resources with you in the future. And I'll put some of this information in the show notes for sure. So trying to stay close to that 20-minute target, I'm going to wrap things up for today. Remember that I'll be sharing more episodes with more steps, and this is just a primer. This is a get-started episode um, if there's enough interest I can do a, a you know a video lesson or put something on a YouTube uh, on my YouTube station for um, walking people through step by step if you want to see it as well. So for now, I want to thank you again for joining us and listening to the Teacher's Promise. Um, I want to remind you to please consider visiting HansenEducationServices.com to learn more about uh, my classes, services, and publications. And if you haven't already, to sign up for the newsletter. And then once again, please look for me on LinkedIn. My profile is Brett Hansen. And I'd love to connect with you there and, and start really building a bigger uh, community of creators. If you enjoy this podcast, please tell your peers any way possible. I'd be eternally grateful since I don't Facebook and I don't really like uh, social media that much. I'm not very good at it, um, but I'm, I'm exploring that and trying to get better at it. You can access all the episodes, including the show notes, through the webpage and um, explore other parts of the Teacher's Promise program like the book and uh, and then also take a look at my newest fascination ai and education at the top of my webpage there's a link to ai and ed you can click any of the links at the top there to visit and explore other things so please join us again next time um, in a week or two i'm sorry i don't have an exact date but i'm trying to be flexible for uh, my guests and audience uh, we're going to discuss the growing field of online teaching with my guests jen wegner and um Bill Brazier. Jen is the principal of Destination Career Academy High School, and Bill is one of the experienced uh, teachers uh, that's made a career out of online instruction. And we're going to talk about the pros and cons of teaching online full-time, as well as the benefits and limitations for students, and then probably some other wonderful things that these wonderful experts know that I just don't know. Finally, always remember that you have to take care of yourself in order to take care of others, and that includes taking care of your professional life and future. Times have changed, and uh, if we want to stay in this career and still um, you know, make a decent living, as well as have some more flexibility as we get further along in our career, we need to adapt. So I hope you have a great week. Thanks again for joining us, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Take care.